the Mel Gedroich podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're actually going to be calling it a Bobcast because there's a lot of material about Bob Pace, who we met, Bush and I, on the Palace to Palace cycle ride. Now, if you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to us every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There'll be more chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Oh, it's ruddy nice to be here. And here's Bush. Hey! Oh, <laughs> that was so light entertainment. Way. Hey! Way. Yeah. Hey! Uh, Bush, super to see you, mate. Lovely to see you, Mel. I'm liking your autumnal wardrobe, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't know, genuinely. Really? No, you've put together something quite good, Bush. I, I thought you were going to pick up on the fact, as you have done in the past, that I am dressed in all black, like a goth. Hang a on, bit. hang on a solo sec. That top is dark green, is it not? I thought this was black. To me, it's looking... I might have a problem, you know, because I wore what I thought was a black pair of jeans the other week, and then you and producer Louise saying, oh, nice green jeans, Bush. And I was like, are they green? And I got home and I looked in a different light, and yeah, maybe they were green. Matey, that shirt is green. Mind you, there's a lot of yellow light in here because the um, the magic branding has gone quite yellow, hasn't it? It is. It's very yellow. But maybe it's casting a bit of a sort of yellowish hue onto the black, thus rendering it green. No, do you know what? Looking at it again, looking at me shirt, this could be one of those viral things. You remember with that woman's dress, is it actually blue or not? Oh, what was that? It, it went absolutely huge on Twitter. Oh, I'm not on Twitter. Well, yeah. someone put their, a photo yeah. of their dress up and said, is it, is it blue or not? And loads of people were obsessed with it. This could be the new one. Is Bush's shirt green or black? I'm saying green. Maloney's saying green as well. I'm going to stick with black. Ooh, I think it's. I think this is black. Contentious. Yeah, controversial start to the show. Oh, now Bush, listen. This week we have received something through the post. Ooh. Uh, it's a lovely card and it's from Bob Pace. Now, Bob Pace, if you remember all those weeks ago, we did the Palace to Palace bike ride. We did. He took a bit of a tumble, didn't he? We had a hell of a bit of drama at the halfway stage, didn't Do you we? remember? Yeah. In Kingston, poor old Bob, poor Poor Bob. He was right behind us, wasn't he? He was. And we all sort of bunched up on a traffic island to cross a road on our bikes. Mm-hmm. And we heard this voice behind us saying, ah, move out, move out! <laughs> and along came Bob. There was nowhere for him to hold on to. There was nowhere for him to go. And his, his little toes were clipped into his pedals. Yep. Uh, so he couldn't get off the bike easily. So he went down in a twisting motion with the bike. And we heard a sickening crunch, let's be honest. It was a horrible noise. He was a victim of his own cleats, wasn't he? He really, really was. And you nursed him very well. I, I think it was a real interesting thing for how people deal with panic situations. My, I, my head went. I, I didn't know what to do, know where to look, but you were, you were very good at nursing him. I'll oh, Bush, say. no, Bush, come on, mate. I, I think, wasn't no, very good. I think we were. I think we were a bit of a, a, a double act, actually, paramedic double act. Really? Yes, I do. I suppose I did look out for the ambulance, but you were doing the main bit of nursing. I was boring him senseless, poor Bob, with just inane chatter because I was slightly worried that he was going to pass out. Yeah, you were taking his mind off it, which was good. Well, I was talking a lot about myself, so the, the fact that he remained conscious was was a miracle. But he says in his card, it's a long card, uh, and he says, listen to this, the injuries comprised a broken femur, hip, pelvis, and also knee damage. He's going to be recovering for at least three months. Wow. So I don't know about you, Bush, I'd like to dedicate today's show, 11th of November, 2017, on magic, to Bob Pace. Yeah, Bob, the irony of his surname now with those injuries well, as well. 
Exactly. He's like Evil Knievel. How did he break so many things? Oh, it was. It, uh, we know. We heard the crunching, mate. We kn- wow. we knew that it was bad. He went sideways, like in Only Fools and Horses, where Del Boy fell through the bar. bar. It was like that. Yeah. Pum. Yeah. Pam. Pom. And in case there is any confusion, we're talking about Bob Pace from Bridge North in Shropshire. Yeah. Yeah. The one. The only. I hope he's listening. Yeah. Since then, every time I've seen either an elderly person or an elderly person on a bike, I've always thought, I wonder what happened to Bob. Now we know. Now and we know. us a lovely, lovely card, a floral and bird-themed card. <laughs> I yes. love him. Oh, hello. Hello, sailor. This is Mel G on Magic. It is Saturday afternoon. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your weekend so far, particularly you mums and dads who are ferrying your kids around as we speak. Time now, my friends, for Ledger of Legends. Oh, yeah, the Ledge of Ledge. Now, Bush, every week we like to nominate something, don't we? We do. Something that maybe doesn't have its its trumpet sounded in the way that it should. Yeah, and we sound its trumpet big style by uh, indelibly putting it into a book for the future, yeah, for the ages. Yeah, it's a beautiful gold embossed book here. Lovely, look to- at it. It's good, isn't it? It is good. Now, today, Bush, I don't know how you feel about this, it's, it's, it's a bit of a possibly a bit of a dull item. Okay. But at this time of year, with uh, Christmas approaching, this item really comes into its own. I'm quite excited about this. I am a bit worried because you, you're trying to make me draw more and more difficult things. <laughs> you're going to make me draw a sound next. Oh, that's very good. Oh, that's very good. Thank you very there. much. That's going to come up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but for today, Ledge of Ledge, 11th of November, I'm saying the sellotape dispenser. The one that has the serrated yeah. teeth so that you can do the taking off of the sellotape in one swift liquid manoeuvre. And these, this is very helpful if you're wrapping presents, that kind of thing. Because otherwise, uh, if you try and do the thing where you stick sellotape to the side of a table... Oh, forget it. What does it do? It curls underneath like one of those fortune-telling red fish that you yeah. get out of a cracker. Exactamundo. Hate those if, things. If you do it with teeth... You end up with a very messy present indeed. Well, there's nothing worse as well getting a bit of sellotape in your mouth and you don't know how to get hold of it again. Yes. Oh. Or just having sellotape for too long in your hands and doing it from one hand to the other, it loses its <laughs> adhesive quality. I agree. I think sellotape likes to toy with us humans a little bit before yeah. finally getting on with its work. Exactly. Yeah. So with a sellotape dispenser, my friend, all the ills are cured. And for that reason, it's going to go into today's Ledge of Ledge and I would very much like you... Uh, to draw the aforementioned dispenser. Thank you very much indeed, Bush. Deal. How do you feel about that? That's not too bad to draw. Is no, it? I in, I endorse its induction into the Hall of Fame. Do the teeth. Do the teeth. I do like the way she qualifies uh, when she wants the hot stuff with this evening. Specifically tonight, after six p.m. <laughs> this evening, I want some hot stuff this, this evening. evening. It slightly lessens the power of the hot stuff, doesn't it? It's like my mum telling someone when it's okay to call after tea. Let's say this evening from six. Oh, yeah. Can't call my mum and dad when they're having their tea. Oh, they, they wouldn't answer. They, sometimes they don't answer or yeah. they, they very clearly point out, we're, having, we're actually having our tea at the moment. So. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> Geraldine, marvellous. Uh, I'm very excited because it is the Bush's Red Letter Day. Oh, yes, it is. Saturday the 11th. It is the Bush's Red Letter Day. Oh, yes, it is. Saturday the 11th. Yeah. Bushy, what day... Listen, I know it's the 11th. We all know that. We all know that. What day is it? Very well done for squeezing in the 11th of November into that song. Thank you very much. 
Uh, it is World Origami Day today. <gasps> OMG, it's World Origami Day today. So it's got three amazing facts about the art of paper folding. Tell me. Fact number one, yes. origami is derived from two Japanese words, ori, which means folded, and kami, which means paper. Folded paper. Folded paper. Amazing. Fact number two, the smallest origami crane in the world was made by Naito Akira, folding right. a plastic film measuring 0.1 by 0.1 millimetres. The 82-year-old uses special tools and a microscope. And under what, Bush? I, yeah, I thought I was going to get away with that. A microscope. Microscope. Micro- um, I know. Microscope. Microscope. Hang on, this is two millimetres. Tiny. Two that's that's absurd. He says the smallest origami crane. Does that mean like a crane that might lift a building up? Or do you mean like a little tiny birdie? I, I, I was going to say, I think it must be the bird. You need a little bird? Because it would be a it? bit boring if you made like an industrial crane. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who's interested in that? You make, make something a bit more interesting. Were you about to say something rude, Bush? You had to stop yourself there. I did. There. I had to stop. What are you doing in the corner? What are you doing I'm over just, there? I'm just folding some paper. Are you doing live origami to I'm this? I'm trying to. I love mm. the the interaction that's going on here. What are you making? Multitasking. Oh, you're going to do a sailor's hat? No, I'm, actually, that's a very good idea. Love a sailor's hat. Carry on, give me the third fact. Third fact about origami. Yes, come There's on. There's an on. origami airplane championships held every two years in Japan. The record for the longest flight indoors of an origami plane is 22.48 seconds, held by <gasps> Tuku Toda. Let's, let's see if we can make the, um, yeah, break the record. If you want to do it, Bush, I will commentate. Anister of love. love. You, any, love. you any good at clicking, Mel? You good at clicker? What with my fingers? Yeah, good clicker. Hang on. I'll join in over the top, all right? It's not quite West Side Story. Oh, is that the two of us? There's two of us <gasps> clicking together. I might go slightly offbeat now. Here we go. Oh, that's good. It's very West Side Story. It is, isn't it? Boy, boy, crazy boy. Get off the juice, boy. Go, man, go. But not like a yo-yo. Just play it cool, boy. Real cool. Oh, I love I could do this for hours. Do you reckon we could make up a... Is it a chorus when you have people like singing and yeah. doing stuff in the background yeah. in a musical? Yeah. I reckon we should put ourselves out there for, you know... For doing that. For choral work. Putting ourselves out there for choral work. <laughs> right, let's go in, let's dip into this canister then, eh? Come on, old darling. Let's Come do on. it. Come along now, my love. Oh, I do like that clicking. Much better with two, much snappier. Producer Louise, get involved. Let's, let's go quiet. Let's hear what we hear with Louise. She's good, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. She's off mic and you can still hear her. We sound better because we're yeah, on mic. Yeah, we do. Of course we do. <laughs> anyway. Right, here we go. Really quick question. Uh, what did you last burn yourself on? What a uh, weird thing to ask. I know absolutely this. Uh, we had the most hilarious firework display in the garden uh, last Sunday when it was fireworks night. Mm-hmm. We'd been given a set of fireworks by my sister-in-law, Dodie, uh, which they look dangerous, I'm not going to lie to you. They yeah. looked slightly as if they'd come off the back of some kind of trailer slash lorry yeah. slash van. There were no sort of instructions. It was that kind of thing. It was just a bunch of weird things. in, in Hooky th- pyrotechnics. Hooky pyrotechnics. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought it would be tremendous. I love letting off fireworks. <laughs> I, I set up a few on the table in the back garden 
Uh, the girls were inside. Yeah. Military dad wasn't around, thank goodness, because he would never have allowed that. He'd have closed that operation down, wouldn't he? Military dad would have them in a tin box yes. with special fireproof gloves, torch, everything, tape measure to measure up everything. <laughs> he wasn't around anyway. Uh, let them off, and they were phenomenally loud and actually quite dangerous. Oh, really? And I did catch the end of a finger on one of the cracker balls. Because I remember, like, the, the advert in the 70s and 80s. Remember the scary advert? Oh, I know. And there's a dad with a tin. It's supposed to put him in a tin, tin box. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it wasn't the best example of sort of parental, <laughs> uh, you know, responsibility. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. But, oh, we laughed and laughed. <laughs> it's crazy. They're only tiny. Yeah. The cracker ball was about as big as a gobstocker. Gobstopper. Good stop, guy. <laughs> a gobstopper. Yeah. And it had one of those comedy fuses, like you get in, you know, Wiley Coyote or something. Wow, so it's like a cartoon little yeah. fizz bomb thing. Yeah. And I decided to put them in a bowl. I thought it'd be quite. I thought that was a sort of safety thing. I put them in a bowl of stones. And as military, <laughs> bottle of stones. And as military dad pointed out, it could have created shrapnel oh, out yeah. of the stones. Yes. Didn't think of that. Didn't think that far ahead. Wow. Luckily, everyone was okay. Nothing was broken. We were all fine. Yeah. But they were extremely loud and dangerous. Loved them. How about you, Bush? <laughs> uh... Do you know what? I, th- I can't remember anything. I haven't burned myself on anything for quite a while. Hot bur- soup? Hot soup? Yes, I burnt my mouth on hot soup, in, in fact, a couple of weeks ago. That is nasty. It's enough. the worst thing. Yeah. Because I can't be bothered to wait for it to cool down. Yeah. So even if it's hot, I just keep burning myself again and again because I want to keep eating. I know. I'm the same. Oh, I'm glad you say that. I'm exactly the same. And I also think once I've burned myself once, it's so numb anyway, I won't feel it. I might as well just chow yeah, the soup. Yeah, you've, you've got through the hard bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Melji here on Magic. So, I have to explain, we're slightly shocked. Um, Maloney, our beloved producer, just shouted extremely loudly for no reason. Is she all right, Bush? She's been very disruptive today, yeah, our she producer. Is. Yeah, She's she is. sneezing, shouting. I know, a lot of sneezing. What's lots, going on? I don't know what's going on uh, with her. Anyway. Trouble, trouble, that girl. Uh, now, Bush, talking of trouble, I hope your week has not been full of trouble. I have to ask you, how's your week been? Thank you for asking, Mel. I want to talk about my eyebrows. Can we talk about my eyebrows? Come on. Just happened to notice in the mirror today, we've got a horrible... That mirror in the lift. Oh, oh it's ghastly. Isn't it awful? I never go in the lift for that reason. It's my own vanity that stops me from going. The lighting is awful. It is. You always take the stairs. Is that why? Because oh, the bad stairs, lift. mate. Yeah, I like to, you know, try and do some work on the glutes <laughs> as I go. Um, but no, to tell me what, oh, what was going on. Well, the, the, the lighting in the lift is, is like right above you, horrible kitchen oh. strip lighting. So it always makes you look like Beetlejuice. And I, just had, I had a proper look at myself in the mirror yesterday in there. Oh, um, gosh. My eyebrows are getting quite long. Like, why are we like old man, old mm. man long yeah. eyebrows? Have a look at on this side here. Have you got some rogue, got some rogue, rogue ones? Um, hang on, I can't see. I'm going to have to let me... Just... I'm going to come around to you, look, I can take my microphone like this. All right, let's have a look. I'm, I'm going to swivel around as well, so I can really, just see really there. check this out. They're, they're <gasps> oh, quite wild. yeah, there's one there. There's yeah. a longie there. It's like the side of... You know if you get to, <laughs> to pet a donkey? Do you want me to pull one out? Actually, what do you do with them, now. What do that... you do with these things? Well, that would be painful if I pulled it out. I mean, I can. Would it? Could I, do you want me to on. try? <laughs> go, go. Hang on. Oh... Uh, <laughs> No, I don't want to hurt oh, you, Bush. You made my entire eyeball lift up then. <laughs> Go on, gra- grab an eyebrow hair and just <laughs> let's yank this baby out. Come on. I can't. Hang on, I can't get a grip. Got it, right. Oh, my God, that's so painful. <laughs> ah, did, you, did one come out in your hand? Look at that. Mel has pulled out an entire... How many have you got there? 
I need to put it on something dark because it is white. Oh, oh no, that's the other bit as well, isn't it? Right, hang on. That I'm saying is going to be. Oh, that's going to. That's at least two centimeters, mate. Yeah. You know, you're a brunette. There's not that much grey kicking off really at all, is there? Mm. But this one rogue little patch of eyebrows. I used to sit in barbers when I was a kid and watch all the hairy men have their stuff trimmed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking now, I'm 41. Is that where? Is that where this is going? Matey, come on, you're a spring chicken. I don't know, though. Maybe I'm going to need to get... I've always dreaded that thing in the hairdressers where they say to you, do you want me to trim your eyebrows? Or oh, oh, ears, mate, that's worse. Ears. Do you ears. Think I'm at the stage where I might no. need to ask? No. No? I'll let you know. Don't you worry. I'll tell you when, when that uh, time is nigh. I can't bear the thought that I have inflicted physical pain on you by plucking one of your eyebrows. I think you only got like half of it as well, so I feel like I've got a curly bit pointing out forwards as well. Oh. What am I going to do? What is a good way of getting your eyebrows uh, reduced in kind of size and bushiness? Well, I would say I have mine threaded. Threaded? Yeah, which is exquisitely painful. Is that where you've got a lady that does almost something with a bit of string like cat's cradle? Yeah. And it's, then yeah. pulls your hair out like yeah. that. I don't actually know how it works, but she, she, or he, usually she, sometimes he has a uh, cotton between their teeth, and then they wind it round. Is it each hair or is it a clump of hairs? Ugh. And then just pull on the thread oh in some God. way, and it feels like a little knife slicing into your eyebrow. That sounds terrible. I it, know. it reminds me. I remember watching Huckleberry Finn when I was a kid on telly, and they pulled his tooth out. By slamming a door with a bit of string attached to it. My sister did that to me once. Really? Yeah. That sounds awful. I mean, it does work, though. Really? Yeah. So maybe threading is it, then? Yeah. I'll get my teeth taken out with a bit of string and a door and get someone to thread my eyebrows. And you can have them tinted as well if you want to cover up the greys. What would that look like? Would I look like Spider-Man's boss? J.J. Jameson, whatever he's called? <laughs> Two different tones of hair and eyebrow? Or Dirk Bogard in Death in Venice. <laughs> Sorry, that was very, very highbrow. And highbrow. Well, we're talking brows. Brow, so big time highbrow. Brow. Yeah. Yeah, he dyes his eyebrows and then they melt on the beach. But anyway, <laughs> um, oh, how did we get on to Dirk Bogard's melting eyebrows on the beach? I don't know. A cracking name for a band, though. <laughs> oh. Now, um. <laughs> yes. You get all the outtakes, all the bits you don't normally hear on the show in yeah. this podcast, don't you, eh? Can I just come clean about something? Go on. I'm afraid I've guffed again. You say again like you did one earlier on that I wasn't aware of it. I don't know what it is, mate. You and Louise, producer Louise, were talking about something and then you wouldn't tell me what it was when I took my headphones off. Were you talking about a guff? Was it about a guff? It was about a guff. Unbelievable. So that was earlier on. I think I've guffed again. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I've guffed again. Oh, oh, oh. I can't guff again, can't guff again, can't guff again. Oh, dear me. Now, listen. Uh, happy days, eh? Ugh. This comes direct from our canister of questions. Okay. Uh, do you know anyone who's changed their name to something much cooler? That's a great question. Well, not entirely, although I have a weird situation going on at the moment where we've got a builder working in our house called Phil. Oh, yeah. Okay, Builder Phil. Builder Phil. So everything. Filder. Filder. Filder the Builder. So he's Phil. I've just called him Phil. He's in my phone as Phil. And then I had to pay a deposit in yesterday. Oh, hang on. So he gave me a bit of paper and he says, all right, because so, my actual real name is William. And I was like, but people call me Phil. And this is really bizarre because my friend Brian, producer Brian from the the Breakfast Show yeah. here on Magic, uh, his mum is called Philomena, yeah, but her real name's Mary, but everyone calls her Phil. 
So what, what is going on? Why is it? Why does everyone want to be called Phil? Well, is it A, what's the obsession with Phil? Yeah. And B, why would you just change your name like that and be called something else? I think this happens quite a lot where people just, people have always called them that, so they're called that. That's extraordinary, yeah. isn't it? Do you know anyone who's changed their name to be a bit cooler than... <sighs> zhuzh their name up a bit? I don't want to dob her in it, but my darling sister. Oh, really? I don't want to dob her in it. What is her name as as, as is known? Cokie, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. <laughs> Christened Mary Rose. Really? That sauce you get on prawns? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So her real... Yes. Mary Rose is um, her actual... And so she's come up with... Cokey. She was actually called, when she was very, very tiny, she was a baby, she had jaundice and she was known as Coconut because she looked like a little coconut because she had a sprout of hair and she Aww. was quite yellow. Um, <sighs> so Coconut stuck and it just became Cokey. Quite sweet. Aww. No, it's sweet. I think I, I'm not dobbing her in it, am I? Not at all, but on her actual birth certificate, it's Mary Rose. Mary Rose. Uh, good, glad we've cleared that up and she is going to be absolutely livid. She only lives down the road. She'll probably come round with something in her hand to try and do something. Just say, calm down, Mary Rose. (gasps) Did it again. Ooh, don't go there. From impromptu quizzing to impromptu bongoing, Bush has made a set of bongos out of the thing that you carry your coffee on. Yeah. That's very, very good, Bush. I've got the two high-note bongos on the top and then the two low-note bongos there. Out of the simple cardboard four cup carrier yeah join in this afternoon if you can make a bit of a band out of what you're doing get involved maybe you're, you're sawing something I've seen someone play a saw in Bath City Centre really play a saw with a bow it's haunting oh I that didn't it um, didn't it wreck the bow though didn't it just slice through the bow no he just plays the side of it and you bend the saw left and right and, it, and it's it's haunting oh really is haunting I like the sound of that yeah. I tell you what's going to haunt you right royally <laughs> Is um is this? Yes, you can ask me anything. It's tell Mel. Continue. Hey Mel, it's Jodie. So this has always bothered me. Why does Donald Duck wear a waistcoat and a hat yet he has no trousers? Jodie, you have brought up something incredibly pertinent and also extremely intelligent. I've often wondered that myself. Naughty Donald. I'm going to write to Walt Disney straight away. Tick, Jodie. Well done. Good question. Next, please. Hi, Mel. It's Natalie. We've actually heard you talk about your love of family pets on the show before, and we're thinking of getting one. I'm just wondering if you've got any kind of cute suggestions for a name. Sorry, Natalie, for a name of a specific pet or for a name of any pet? Because I, for example, would not call my guinea pig Towser. Whereas I would, a dog. I would call a dog Towser. Good, traditional, good name. So I would say I need to know more information, dear Natalie. Is it, a, is it an earwig? Is it a locust? Is it a dog? Is it a cat? Is it a gerbil? What is it, Natalie? Tell me, I need more information. Next, please. Hey Mel, it's Josh. Last night my partner watched all of Stranger Things Series 2 whilst I was working late. We'd watched all of it up until that point together. Do you think I should just end the relationship? One word, Josh. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for listening to our scrumptious podcast. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast. <laughs>